So good. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Lifestyle Medicine. Today we've got Cami Prahoda, who is the founder of Soul Legacy Therapy, which is a concierge psychotherapy practice based out of California. She's a licensed psychotherapist, professional speaker, wife, and mother. So, Cami, thank you for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Cami, when I reached out to you originally, we were having the discussion. I think you had put a post actually on Facebook that was about the mental health scene, what's happening with COVID-19. And I reached out to you saying, I'm seeing something kind of similar with my clients, just about the mental health essentially slowly declining the longer we are in quarantine. And given your right. background, I kind of wanted to hear just your take before we dive into everything, just your take on this scene and what you're seeing thus far with your clientele and what are your thoughts on the current situation? I think the biggest thing that I'm seeing is just really more than anything has been the, it, it really kind of panicked in the beginning. We kind of settled down a little bit once we had some um, dates and things we thought we were only going to be going so far into this. And then once we went into kind of unknown again and kind of a little more ambiguity, then all of a sudden I saw it kind of ramp up again for folks where the, you know, the anxieties and the fears and that kind of stuff started creeping, creeping back in the way I felt like it did in the beginning. I felt like we were kind of starting all over. We're starting to normalize. And then now I felt like we're kind of starting all over again. So. And with, I guess with the people that are reaching out to you, what are you seeing? Um, I guess in terms of what you would call quote unquote symptoms, what are we seeing with the people? Is it a general anxiety? Is it depression? Is it, you know, panic fear? Like what are you seeing at, I guess at the emotional spectrum for the people that are reaching out to you? Well, kind of all of the above, um, what you mentioned, it really, I feel like it's just exacerbated um, a lot of underlying stuff for people. So things that they might've had a really good grasp on before, now we're kind of dropping back down to that, a little bit more of that primal spot. So when the fears get bigger or we can't control things the same way that we have been able to before, it all of a sudden, then the anxieties get more, then the depression gets more. We don't have our normal resources available to us that we'd be able to utilize because we're sheltering in place or we don't have access to the same, you know, family members or we're not doing the same activities and things like that. So it really just mm -hmm. kind of made all of those, uh, what, what for most people have, you know, I think everybody has a little bit of an underlying, you know, something going on at different sure. times. Um, but for those folks, it just exacerbated that even more um, as far as the anxieties, depressions. And I mean, the reality is we're, as human beings, we're social creatures, right? So we're used to our tribe. Even you know, even if you're the most loner person ever, yeah, you still have your routine, right? And yep. so we 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 operate as a pack. So it's it's been really hard on a lot of people. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I'm seeing the exact same thing with my clientele, and people are, I don't know, it's hitting people at different times. Like you said, there's that seems to be kind of that onset panic of the panic buying of the toilet paper and people at Costco and just kind of <laughs> right. going, going nuts, and then there was that acceptance and normalcy of it a little bit. And mm -hmm. then just like you said, right, that, that, that unknown thing of when do we actually get out of this seems to be sending everyone into a downward spiral to a degree. I know you can't, you know, as a person individually change policy and whatnot, but do you think, I guess, at a large structural level, I mean, would it be technically better for people to have a true end date that would actually give oh, them- Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And, and if nothing else, if we if we had an end date and then even if we were able to undo it faster, that'd be great. But the problem is, is that um, we want, you know, reliability and consistency breed trust, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so we want to have a consistent message. We want to know what's going to be reliable. So if we said we were, I mean, not that I would necessarily love to have this happen, but yeah, even if we said we're going to August 1st, which would be horrible for most people, they know that August 1st is our end date. And that's the big thing is right now we keep saying, well, maybe, I don't know, what if, and then nobody feels like they understand what the rules are on top of when is this going to be done? Um, And that's really scary for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And I I get it. It's got to be a tough spot for them to be in, in terms of, you know, establishing that because if they said August 1st and then it came August 1st, people would be like, okay, we're out. And if they said, oh, even another two weeks, people would probably flip out because it had been so long. But I feel like we're not, we're not giving enough of a far out timeline for folks. We're staying on this kind of week by week. And I know, you know, not to get into the political side of it, but I know some counties have said, hey, we're not, um, redoing our order, but we still have to follow the state order. Other counties are saying we're still keeping our county. So it's very, there's not, again, that's not that clear message for people Mm -hmm. about their lives, you know, and some very basic components of their lives. Um, And so that's that's a hard time for for a lot of people. Yeah, agreed. So when we had had kind of our orientation call um, about this interview and me asking you questions, you know, one of the things that I try to do on this podcast is give people actionable steps, actual real tools that they can get into and engage so that they walk away from having listened to this with something that's actionable, not just, oh, that's great theory. <laughs> like, what do I actually do right. with the information that's been given? So I, I feel like there's a couple different ways we can sort of lay this out, but I would like to hear your thoughts when people are experiencing anxiety or they're experiencing depression or fear or you know, the gamut of emotions that come with this. Do you have a step one, step two, step three? Do you have a protocol or um, a system that you sort of give to people to have them walk through and to get their minds straight? Or is it a case by case? But if you could talk about that a little bit, I would love to hear that. Well, the first step I always try and get um, folks to understand is that it's okay to get small. And what I mean by that is if you really kind of shore up um, back to a, a feeling of safety a little bit again. So whether that's, you know, your closest uh, resources, kind of shutting other things out. Um, I feel like the social media right now is its own beast. As much as we love to have instant access to information, yeah. sometimes we could be going along and having a, a better day. And then all of a sudden that instant access to information sends us down a rabbit hole of anxiety because of the information that we found. Um, and, I always jokingly say, like, I don't personally choose um, to live my life by the judgment of keyboard warriors. <laughs> and so I don't really I, I don't really want to have all these other opinions and things and all this other information is coming in when I'm just trying to get back to feeling safe and kind of OK. So really get small. So really getting into your routine that you're allowed to. I mean, there's we can do our shelter in place. And still take care of our, you know, our diet, our physical movement. We can still take care of what we allow in, right? And that's that social yeah. media piece. There's, it's just a, I think like a, it's a, excuse my language, it's a shitty tsunami. <laughs> like it's just horrible, yeah, right? There's generally not. And and what will happen is if you see, I love the human experience where we'll see all this flood of negative, 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 and then eventually it hits the tipping point where people go, we just need to post something positive. Here's something, you know, a positive stat. Some people just go straight to the puppies, right? They're like, we just want pictures of cute dogs all day long. So we're going to fill our timeline yeah. with, let's get cute. Right. And again, everybody has a different way of dealing with it, but we can't control the same way if we're all over all kinds of social media outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really getting small or being very choosy, 
with how much time we're spending or particular really well-trusted sites or just staying in connection with family maybe, but really getting small with that and controlling what we can control. It's very reassuring to hear you say some of those things only because it's steps I've actually taken, I think, out of instinct and feeling exactly what you said. That social media piece is pretty huge. That seems to be a pretty consistent thread between a lot of my clients is saying that they've either had to cut off social media, they go on, they're, they're sort of fasting from social media. They're, they're, <laughs> right, they're exactly. having these like big gaps where they're not going to it. But I know for myself, that was kind of the right out of the gates. Within the first two weeks, I had to dr dramatically cut social media because the amount of contention that people were getting into uh, about this, and I think that's the weirdest oh. thing, how divisive it is, where if people are healthy and strong and they want to get out to work, then there's a whole group of people that think that they're being just, you know, self-centered assholes basically for wanting to do that. Right. And then the immunocompromised people who are actually sick are on their own camp. And it's just, it's very dizzying, like you said, to have all of these different things and people being so conflicted at the same time. Yeah. It's so true. And the thing with that is it's funny because it's not funny, but I, again, I, I, I'm an observer by, by nature. Right. And yeah. that's why I love what I do for a living is, is really kind of just observing the human condition. And so now we're seeing that our time frame, where people in the beginning said, hey, I'm going to snooze this friend because we don't want to be the bad guy who unfriends right. somebody or whatever social media platform is. And they said, I'm going to snooze this person. And now they're like, holy crap, it's been 30 days. My snooze is off now. So I have to go back. And so it's funny because people yeah. say, uh, you know, the, the joking memes, and the, we've used humor a lot during this time, which I think humor is a great sense of medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, people say it's like Las Vegas, right? I don't know what day it is. There's day yeah. drinking. People all this kind of crazy stuff, right? And people say, oh my gosh, it's been 30 days. Like I snoozed in the beginning on this media outlet and now it's for sure been 30 days at, or more, right? Because right. you may not have snoozed in the beginning. So we're starting to get this like sense of how we're losing track of some of the normalcies mm -hmm. that we would have. And that's, again, throws people into that panic again. Oh, it's been 30 days. I thought it'd only been a couple of weeks. Oh, it's been 30 days. Oh, that's a really big deal. And so again, it's that, not understanding where this kind of ends, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and then those timestamps that are really, um, people are really struggling with. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I would love to hear your thoughts. I've had my advice that I've given to my clientele around this, but given your line of work, I really want to hear what you have to say about this. A number of people have come to me and said they're having a difficult time with the boundaries. You just referred to it as the snoozing of a friend or a snoozing of a family member or distancing themselves because the person is deemed negative, or they're a friend that they've been friends with since high school and feel obligated to be friends with, and people are instinctively backpedaling, like what you said, they're shrinking, they're getting smaller. But how do you, how do you encourage people to have those conversations in a healthy way? You know, because some people, this has happened as of yesterday, a person was like, you know, I haven't been talking to this friend, and the person was like, you know, what the hell? Like, why, why haven't you been talking to me? And they were just, you know, they're like, I don't even have the bandwidth to explain to them that they're too negative. So I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, these are difficult conversations. And that adds to the stress of what people are already going through. So what are your thoughts on that in terms of, you know, having a, a healthy boundary <laughs> established well, conversation? I, I love boundaries. Boundaries should be your BFF. I yeah. mean, they just really are. Because that, again, is going back to any relationship. This is whether this is family, friends, your high school person, yeah. relationships with your your children, your coworkers, whatever it is, the reality is, is the better me, the better we I can be. 
So if what I need to do is, again, get a little bit smaller, if what I need to do is just decide that it's campaign season and I'm going to block you, if I need to decide that your views on XYZ are just a little bit too much for me and I need to take a break from that, the better me, the better we, right? So mm-hmm. in order for me to be better and us to have a better friendship, a better co-working relationship, a better, I mean, the reality is we avoid those things everywhere else right. naturally, but social media is one of those like last frontiers where we go, oh, if I disagree or I snooze it, then I'm then I'm the bad guy. And really boundaries are just, again, it's creating that better me for that better we. There's colleagues and coworkers that were like, I never asked this person out to lunch. Why? Because they're not my, they're not my people. Right. They're, we work together. We can coexist. It's fine. But I'm not going to sit down and break bread with this person. But some reason that social media piece and I think it's because people get to then hide that keyboard warrior we were talking about. People then get mm-hmm. to hide behind versus this um, in-person communication or that difficult people where they perceive boundaries as conflict. And really, boundaries are just a way of keeping yourself that that short up and a little bit smaller and, and healthier, quite frankly, for any relationship that you're involved in. So if I'm hearing you right, it's a it's a state of healthy preservation, self-preservation. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. And and the reality is, is in times like this, things are strange, and so people might be out of their sorts. They might be a little more extreme than they normally are. But but true relationships, and, and quite frankly, I say healthy relationships, understand and can respect that we can agree to disagree, and they can understand that sometimes yeah. my boundaries are me getting a little bit smaller, and it's nothing personal. And those those are difficult conversations, but. You know, trust is built in the difficult conversations. Trust isn't built in the easy conversations. Anybody can have easy conversations. Agreed. It's built in the difficult times, right? So Absolutely. And going back to this, what you just, this dynamic of the relationship with people and snoozing and making small, this has also come up quite a bit for me and what we were talking about, the relationship to the news. If we think of the news as an entity or a person, more or less, like it's a personality yep. you're hanging out with. People are really conflicted, and I understand this too, because the mainstream media is sort of the access point to a degree. It, yes, there are alternative sources, and it depends on the person, what they're leaning into and reading into, but people are really having this stress and conflict around, if I backpedal from the media, I'm no longer informed. And if I'm not informed, I'm in the dark. And therefore, if I'm in the dark, then I don't know when the shit is going to hit the fan, and I don't know what's really going on. But the more they watch it, the more stressed out they get. So what would you, what would your advice be for the people that are in that camp of, I have to watch the news to be informed? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? It, it goes back to the kind of be small concept is yeah. be selective, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm going to choose this one or two media outlets, for example, that I'm going to follow, I'm going to be very selective in doing that. And also just set yourself a time limit. Because mm-hmm. the reality is, is that there is so many ways of getting in touch with people nowadays, right? Yeah. And so whether you follow Twitter, you follow Instagram, you follow Facebook, whatever your your deal is, and you decide to only look at one for 20 minutes a day, and this is what it is, if stuff starts going crazy, and you've already had your 20 minutes a day, somebody's going to get a hold of you. Like one of your people, yes. somebody's going to call you and be like, oh my gosh, just so you know, the toilet paper is no longer being manufactured and we're now cutting up t-shirts. Do you need any? Like somebody's <laughs> going to call you and help you out of that scenario, right? You have yeah. your tribe. Yep. So, but, but really, and again, that's the getting small is also just even the time limit, being a little more selective mm-hmm. um, and, and, and really just taking a, a kind of sense of yourself. Like, how do I feel after I read this particular media outlet? Like, does it fire me up right. or does it calm me down? Is it reassuring? Yeah. 
or is it something that's incendiary? Like, let's really kind of check in with ourselves and then limit it. Mm-hmm. Just limit it yep. more than anything else. Yep. Less, uh, less media calories in a sense, <laughs> not, just yes, not, not eating quite as much. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. The other big thing that I'm seeing that people are struggling with something fierce and I feel very blessed to be in the situation I am. Um, I know you're married and you know, being quarantined, uh, with a family, I have a wife and daughter at home who are in the next room right now who I get a lot mm-hmm. of physical affection as a result of that. I get to give affection. My daughter is perpetually entertaining and hilarious, just running around doing little kid shit that's really funny and sweet. And it keeps my heart light. And I get to, you know, hug my wife and vice versa. So I have that. And there are a lot of people who are single, who live in a, you know, one, they're a one person household. And they're really struggling with not having physical touch for this long. There's, there's a lot of people struggling with that. And, you know, what I've kind of seen is that with the emotional piece, if there's anxiety, there's depression, I've got a lot of outdoor exercise protocols, breathing techniques. I've got a lot of things that you can do to, to do that. Mm-hmm. But the lack of physical touch is something that right now isn't, can't be replaced quite as well as those other things. It's harder to, it seems like the people are like, yeah, yeah, that's all great and good, but I need to touch somebody. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Because that's been a sticky one for me. I'm like, yeah, I really that's a, that's a tough one to tackle when you keep, like, how do you replace physical touch? Mm-hmm. What do you, what are your thoughts on that when people are struggling with that specifically? Well, one, I think it's the ability to even just talk about the struggle. So having mm-hmm. somebody like, I mean, clearly I am an in-person energy person, like as cool same. as video chat is, same, I'm yeah. like, awesome to see you. I'd rather break bread with you in the same room. And yeah. so it's, um, you know, having some type of interaction where you can see somebody else. So again, we're going to go to the other senses that when we can't have touch, right? Mm -hmm. So whether that's smell or sight, you know, all we want to go through all those other things. And we, again, we can't necessarily break the protocol, right? So we Mm -hmm. can't have a a hugging party necessarily right now. But it's really that um, checking in with others. So people kind of, so you have something to bounce kind of off of and utilizing all of your other senses almost to a more extreme, right? Mm -hmm. So for some people, um, the joke is the COVID-15 right now because everybody's at home baking bread, apparently. You <laughs> can't find it anywhere, right? Um, yeah. I'm like, homeschooling's hard enough. I don't want to learn how to bake bread, too. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. like, I digress. Yeah. But uh, it's really utilizing all those all of those other senses to kind of backfill that slightly. But it's okay to also say, like, I'm really sad. Like, this is really hard for me to not... I haven't hugged anybody in 30 days. I haven't hugged anybody in 45 days. Yeah. My heart goes out to those folks that you know, aren't necessarily dealing with the, the COVID situation, but they have, you know, we have a mutual friend who had a situation with going into the hospital. Like yep. I couldn't imagine yeah. not being with my spouse right now or my child or anybody that was a loved one and how scared they are. So yeah. I'll be completely honest. When my grandmother went into the hospital, it was about 25 days ago now. What did I do? I went to my village and my resources and I said, Hey, who of my friends works in the ER department at this location? Give me a call. So right. what could I do? I could get grandma a message that right. we're here. We just can't come in and see you. We know that you're there. We love you. We care about you. There's somebody else that can. And again, it's that access point. Yeah. And sometimes just, again, about the communication of like, I hear you. I see you. I know that you're sad and scared. And so am I. Yeah. And I'll, and, but I'm still here. Yeah. You know, and utilizing the senses is a really key one. Makes me think about when people who have had sight for a vast majority of their life and they go blind and then the other senses kind of kick up and they get stronger as a result to kind of counterbalance. It sounds like you're saying 
we have to kind of lean on that dynamic right now, given that physical touch is kind of off the menu for, for the time being. Yes. But yes, absolutely. And I don't, I don't want to take away from what you're saying though. And this is my frustration as a, uh, a mental health provider Mm -hmm. is the depth of what you're saying as human beings, we require touch for anybody who's ever taken a psych 101 class. You guys seen the monkeys that will snuggle with the barbed wire over anything else just to get, to get, to be able to snuggle into something. We've seen some of the research and the studies and all that that's been around for years. Right. So to, Act like that is not a major, major factor for what's going on for mental health, I think is just a ridiculously obtuse view. So that's my frustration as a mental health clinician when people go, well, there's home more, you can sleep in, or oh, you can eat cupcakes all day if you want, yippee. But for the person who hasn't had any physical touch in 30 days, I guarantee you they would trade those cupcakes for a hug. 100%. That's exactly what I'm seeing. And, you know, I, I think the thing that's it's hard for me. It's, it's similar to what you just said. My sentiments mirror your own where, you know, I come from a Chinese medicine background. It's Eastern philosophy. They're very much about mind and body connection. So that's why, you know, yoga out of India works so well. That's why Tai Chi out of China works so well. It's the mind body connection. And they're basically saying, you know, two sides of the same coin, you can't separate them. One doesn't really supersede the other. You need both because they both feed each other. And so what I've been kind of seeing is, you know, if you were to look at this from like, you distill it out into like, almost archetypal themes. It seems like the culture right now is going through a split between mind and body where it's like, we're saying, okay, there's the physical health and the preservation of the physical body over here. And we've got to, and we're separating this mental piece where the, all the mm-hmm. focus seems to be on like, okay, it's just the physical health of the body. And I'm like, well, it's not just an empty meat suit, right? Like there's a lot of mental <laughs> immaterial right. stuff that's like going on over here. Uh-huh. And so I think that's the piece I'm seeing too, whereas there's this huge emphasis on the physical body, right? You've got to keep the body safe, wash your hands, do this thing. But what the meantime, this is just suffering something fierce over here. And it's, it's almost, I don't want to say that there's, they're not saying it's important, but there just seems such to, to be such a strong focus on the body where, you know, the mental health piece over here, where it's like, you know, this, and I know this, that, you know, good positive emotions, you know, boost immune response. Right. Like we get all of those feel good chemicals moving through the body. So at like, Mm -hmm. at what point, this is like a larger existential question about this, you know, you can answer it too, but like, where's the line? At what point do we start saying, okay, we've been doing this long enough to now where suicide rates are going to go up. People are going to start losing. They already are. Yeah, Yeah. They're already. So at what point do we start like, what do you think? Like, where's the line in the sand? There has to be some kind of membrane or that line where it's like, okay, so at what point do we say enough is enough? And I'm not saying lift the order, rebel and go against the, you know, the quarantine. Right. I just mean larger. Like, at what point do we say, hey, this is a problem now. Now we're actually gaining deaths as a result of the mental faculties declining. Right. So first off, I completely agree with you that you can't have one without the other. Like yeah. they they have, they, when they're way out of whack, then yeah. we have we have problems right on one mm-hmm. side or the other yeah uh but the where do we kind of where's the where do we catch that and kind of try and rebalance again yeah it starts within ourselves so that's where to me mental health and physical health is something that it, it is a lifelong journey of caring for yeah so there's gonna be times where one side might be a little bit better than other but in general we hope to all be somewhat fairly balanced right yeah but right now it's really the check-in kind of with yourself 
So again, if we just look at the mind perspective, like what are we talking about with letting the media in? Is that something that we need to kind of take away a little bit so that we physically feel better? Because when I look at the media, I have stomach aches or my headaches happen or I don't sleep well. Or, yep. So then it's affecting our physical. So I really think it's an initial first check-in with yourself. Hopefully you have, um, for some individuals, you have some way of having that village around you. What are, the, what are those resources you have around you, whether that's a spouse or a colleague that checks in with you, a family member, um, that if you can't kind of see the forest through the trees, yeah. uh, that can come in and go, hey, by the way, do you realize that you told me this last week you've only slept five hours? Like, that doesn't, right. we got to check in on that, you know? So it's really the an initial check-in for yourself. But from the societal standpoint, um, I think it's really the community. Like, some of the beautiful things I've seen come out of this is a sense of community and caring for others yep. like are you okay do you need anything how can i help you're not able to physically go out because you're immunocompromised can i shop for you like things like that um is that checking in with others that sense of community as well but there has to be a balance there's not in my personal opinion um as a clinician i tend to have a lot of the eastern and western philosophies together yep. um you you, ha you it's not one that's better that has to be better than the other one can't be cared for because the other one will then be damaged Mm -hmm. So it has to be a balance at all times. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's, and that's the hardest part. It's weird. Um, as a side note, you know, like my feng shui consultation has actually like gone up quite a bit right now because of just having people's environments actually be functional in a way, visually beautiful for this very thing you're talking about. It's like, how do you fill, how do you fill the cracks in when things are starting to leak? It's right. like, well, use the tools that are going to make you feel better, right? Using the humor, using the environment, using pretty art. Mm -hmm doing what you can to kind of fill in um, or remedy the deficiencies. Like it's pretty real. It's Absolutely. pretty interesting. It's awesome. I mean, I personally, I mean, I love the feng shui perspective and I think that you're speaking to folks are getting exposed to things that they weren't before. Cause they're thinking I didn't spend as much time at home. Like my home office, yep. I wasn't spending hours on end in it right. or now I'm going to be in this environment with my children. How do I make this space? creative and learning. And so people are evaluating things in, in a totally different perspective. And feng shui is an amazing way to come in and change the yeah. energy in a room that people may not have considered before. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I've had like, cause not always, right. It's like the numbers shift, but like usually a lot of women are, are consulting. It's the wives who are like, yeah, I want, I want feng shui. And then even guys are like, Hey bro, help me out because I'm losing my mind in my space. So it's kind of funny to see how that goes. But this kind of bridges me into it's you know, shifting gears a little bit, but still obviously the same theme, which is, you know, Americans, I always say, suck at slowing down. Like we're pretty much like a in the yin yang cycle, right, of activity and rest. The culture, you know, Americans are all young. It's like 150%, you know, 18 hours, you know, just push, 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 mm -hmm. you know, lift the extra weight. I mean, we have this really excessive thing of that just doing more all the time, 24 7, right. 365. And now people are being confronted with this simple rhythm of like, yo, you got to be at home and you have to like make your own food and you've got to be stuck there in a spot being still and maybe relaxing a little bit more and people aren't good at it. So, you know, what are you seeing with that? Just like the larger rhythm of like Americans not being great at uh, slowing down and resting. And I mean, it's similar to what you've been talking about, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that because these are just themes that I'm seeing and people are asking me that they're identifying. So I would love to hear, yeah, your thoughts on that. Well, um, I think we are not good at it. I agree with you. It's almost like the silence screams the truth 
really? So all yeah. of a sudden we go, ah, there's all this stuff I got to, you know, work on or fix. And sadly, I feel like this, I call it the shelter shaming that's going on, you know, the, where people are like, you should be learning a new skill. You should be excellent at this. Figure out, I go back to bake your own bread kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the reality is, is you do you, boo. <laughs> whatever again getting small yeah. and whatever you're due to get through is yep. a-okay but again creating that good environment around you to where if you are somebody who does want to learn a new skill great but it's not required yeah you don't have to yeah. and that's where i think that pressure comes in and where people are doing this whole you know i hope it doesn't go back to the way it was before everybody's like oh i can't wait till it goes back and now all of a sudden the theme is the tide is shifting to well, should it go back to the way it was before? We have more time with our families or we're doing a different activities. Right. And so the reality is that's somebody's opinion. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to be your choice. Some people do want to actually go back to those 18 hour days. Other people have taken this as a lesson and yeah. I don't anymore. And here's how I've been able to get creative and be more of an entrepreneur. Now I don't want to go back to that same job. I mean, yeah. again, if you take care of you and the better me, the better we. So, everybody's experience of it is all going to be different. But I agree with you that in general, people don't do a great job of settling down. Yeah. Um, and for some people that causes anxiety in and of itself, that slow down is very anxious producing, right? So they try and keep busy. And, you know, some people are saying, I don't have another house, another room in my house I can paint or my yeah. lawn day or whatever it is. Yep. But again, that's taking care of you. For some people, they're not going to slow down no matter what. I mean, we've seen, um, a complete genre, go back to social media, of um, adults that didn't even know what the thing TikTok was that are now doing their workouts via the TikTok dances that they're learning from the 20-year-olds. So, I mean, right. so we've come up with some really creative, like, yeah. I have to keep times. And again, that's where things could be beneficial, um, but people are going to keep moving if that's, if that's their personality type. They're just going to do it again in that little four square. So. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when, when you were saying those things, I had a lot of different things run through my head, but you know, I've seen, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who, like you said, kind of going back to the, the, the shaming piece, right. Where it's, it, it's, it's almost like how people are handling it, that they have, they have an opinion about it. Um, you know, I've seen people who are, you know, going for walks outside, you know, without a mask and people shaming them because they're putting everybody at risk. And it's a weird, again, I, I feel like the takeaway kind of thing that you're saying is like, give people room to do it the way they are, as long as they're playing by the rules, right. more or less, right? Exactly. Like give people, mm-hmm. give people some breathing room. Well, and if you think about it, it's, I'm not excusing it in any way, but really stress doesn't usually afford people the ability to give others grace, right? Yeah. And so people are so overly stressed that their grace is just right kind of at the end. And that's really where again i'm not condoning what people are doing with that but to me that's a sign of how stressed out people actually are because right. again i'm gonna i'm gonna expend a little amount of energy that i have deciding to regulate somebody else like i really need to refocus on my own regulation if that's where my concern is going yeah so offering each other a lot of grace and, and recognition that People handle things differently and people do things differently. Listen, I haven't run once in this whole thing. Like I'm not a runner. I'm waiting for the zombies before I take a run personally. Like I'll do all kinds of other things, but I am not a runner. I bless the runners that go, I want to cheer them on mask or not. Like you do you, I'm so proud of you. 
that's just not me. So you couldn't shame me enough into running mask or no mask, but some <laughs> people that's their thing, you know, it's like whatever. Fair so. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, obviously it's different for everybody, but I mean, I've, I've seen this, it's, you know, you got these demographics of people who are extrovert and introvert and the introverts seem to be handling it a little better. The extroverts, yeah. not so much people that have mm -hmm. family or loved ones doing a little better people that are single not so right. Like there's these weird like mm -hmm. factors that are kind of coming across the board. And then it's this weird formula of like that person has a, that person has C and this person has B and how do you put it together? And it is, I mean, it really points to it. What you're saying is that it's kind of a unique flavor and formula for each person because we've all got something different, you know, socioeconomic class job. Some people can work from home. Some Absolutely. can't. So there's like these really crazy factors. And I think that's kind of the thing that I'm getting from what you're saying too, is like acceptance except the broad spectrum of what's going on here. And if you, because you just don't know, you don't know what the hell's going on in right. your neighbor's life or, you know, the people next to you, like it's a, it's a big deal. Absolutely. Um, what do you think, I guess with, with this, you know, overarching theme of everything of giving people space, uh, you know, doing what you can, taking these tools, implementing them. What do you think, you know, is kind of like a all encompassing wrap up to this idea that we've been talking about. I mean, are there, is there anything else that you want to say that you feel like hasn't been said or that you think people should hear or things to consider maybe that they haven't before? Is there anything else, I guess, in this mix? I just want to be thorough in terms of getting everything out of this because I feel like mental health is pretty important right now. I mean, I just think the reiteration of uh, making sure that you are taking care of mind and body mm -hmm. and the checking in with yourself. Because again, some those might be a little bit out of whack, uh, whack depending on the day, mm -hmm. but really that check-in with yourself and that boundaries are absolutely okay. Yep. The better me, the better we. And so now's the time to really kind of shore that up and, and really do some self-care so that you can care for others, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I think, the biggest takeaway is just making sure that we have as much as possible that balance, that check-in and, and the boundaries piece is, is key to me. Yeah, seems pretty reasonable. I mean, I think it's, it's mm -hmm. I think for you know, for some of us, it's common sense, but I think a lot of people who haven't had to deal with this, where you're stuck in a space for this long, the boundaries mm -hmm. are becoming pretty real. I mean, I'm even having to do it with my daughter, not in bad, aggressive ways, but I'm having to mm -hmm. be like, okay, I'm seeing, we're seeing each other a lot more. So as a result, there's going to be some different rhythms and it's, it's new terrain, but it's good. It's not bad. Um, but it seems like it's going to we'll help everybody. In your scenario, right, because you have your you have your daughter. I have two daughters. And mm. so um, bless their little hearts. I love spending all this extra time with them. But I told them the other day, I said, listen, Costco said you could only bring one other person in with you. And I told you guys that if you guys can't get along, there's going to be a time in life where I may have to choose one of you over the <laughs> other. The time has come. Costco decided it for me. Right, so, right. you know, the reality is, is that even our children, um, we've kind of touched on like spouses or people with other people or we have family. But, you know, kiddos are feeling this too. And for them, yeah. it's an absolute change and shift, especially for those that were in school. Or again, we have some kids that are extroverts, some that are introverts, some that were in sports. And actually, all this kind of, it's a huge change for them as well. And so the, the same kind of grace, like you're saying, goes the other way. Yeah. Um, but it's creating boundaries that we've never had to yeah. experience before. Mm -hmm. You know, when uh, kids are, for example, the school situation is a whole nother beast because as much as we've all kind of adapted, I'm, I'm personally like super, I mean, teachers hands down are just amazing individuals anyway, yeah. um, especially elementary school teachers, in my opinion. Um, but the adaptation of now our home space, which used to be utilized for one thing is now cornered yeah. off school space. Yep. And what those rules were constantly, you know, changing and adapting those things 
for kids who were going, well, wait a minute, this, I used to feel snuggle. Whenever dad was around, yeah. it was time to snuggle time. Right. Now when dad's around, dad has to be on a podcast. Dad yeah. has yep. to do this. So it, it's definitely a lot of challenges, uh, again, even for the little ones that are involved. A lot of different rules. You brought up a good point, and this has happened with my, my daughter. You know, we've, we've talked to her. We haven't, I mean, we, as best as a three-year-old, almost four-year-old can understand, we've, we've talked to her about what's going on. Yeah, there's some germs. There's some, you know, some things going on. It's temporary. <clears throat> it's not going to be forever. But, you know, when she's seen my mom, if I go for a bike ride with my mom, you know, my daughter is even walking up to my mom, her grandma, and it, you can see her just kind of, you, already it's in her body where she's starting to keep her distance from, you know, like her grandma, and it's a weird thing, and I'm having to constantly reiterate and talk to her and be like, hey, baby, I understand. I'm proud of you for doing, you know, like what we're asking of you, and also this will pass at some point where you can hug Nana Lou and give her a hug and do all those things. But it's a, it is a weird pulls on me. I can emotionally, it's like, I don't like seeing that, you know, that's a, that's a weird, that's totally new mental terrain for me to go through to see my daughter pulling away from her grandparents and my wife's mom, you know, same thing. So it's this weird thing. And just going back to what you had said um, a little while ago, you, you know, you said there's people that want to go back to the 18 hour days. There's people that, want to go back to this frenetic, crazy, overworked thing. And there seems to be that, that pull. Some people just like, for me, I think it's good that people are getting a break from that because it wipes people out. But I'm re I think a lot of people are just like the normalcy of social contact, you know, touching, hugging. That's where it seems like a lot of people are wanting things to come back mm -hmm. to. Um, and that, and so there's that divide, right? People that people that want the physical touch back to normal, and then people that want the work, right? And the excessive like push back to to normal. So I guess that's kind of the weird thing that we're kind of juggling. It's like we want some things to go back to normal, but maybe not all of them, right? Like there's a there's a weird kind of push pull between those right. things. Well, not to check in with yourself, right? Because again, some people have decided again, they don't want to go all the way back. They want yeah. to go in the middle. They want to do something completely different now. This is, you know, I mean, I, I would love to know the statistics on how many people are actually now by tiny houses when originally they thought it'd be a great idea. And those that actually are like, no, no, now I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see how that's kind of changed for people. Um, but, you know, again, that's the personal check-in. And I look at that and go, with grace, you can decide what works best for you. And I get to kind of decide what, 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 what yeah. works best for me with zero, you know, shaming on either side of that right so mm -hmm. we, it, we give us a time to if nothing else the only thing i challenge people to is to just kind of check in and evaluate for yourself right. what you choose at that point is fine but really take the time to check in and evaluate and last question then we'll kind of we'll wrap this up um you know some of the stuff being tossed out by the social media of course drives me nuts because they're saying you know handshakes are a thing of the past and we have to salute or bow to people from here on out in human history and when I hear that kind of stuff, I almost feel like it's negligent and reckless. I'm like, what are you putting into people's minds that we can't go back to the like the things that actually are really good for us? Physical touch, physical contact. Um, mm -hmm. And but I also know that when this is over, there's going to be people that are like, whoa, I'm not touching anybody. You know, there's going to be this weird like scar in the psyche from from this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my personal opinion is just that I, I, I want people to get back to touching at some point, you know, physical contact. What's your opinion just as a person about, you know, getting people back into physical contact with one another and this whole thing about, you know, we have to remove because I, I was the next logical leap is like, well, if handshakes are gone, that means hugs are gone. You know, that's an even more intimate type thing. And I'm like, that's not good. Like, that's not good for no. anybody. 
it's not even good for our microbiome. That doesn't even make sense to me. I felt like, what are we doing? Like, that's Right. Well, so that to me, I mean, clearly touch is a vital part of who we are as human beings. So yeah. to eliminate that altogether would absolutely, I could, I could not disagree with that. Like it's horrible, 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 horrible. Yeah. It, it's from a psychological standpoint, the level of damages and disorders and physical things. I mean, it's just, it's horrible. So yeah. I can't even say that enough. But yeah. with that said, um, there are going to be some folks who are like ready to have a hug party day one. And there's other folks that are going to have a little yeah. bit like these scars. And really, I think it, it's addressing what exactly the, where the fear is coming from and how do we kind of go from, you know, that, that Venn diagram perspective, right? We're going to go from the rational mind, which is all brain and the emotional mind, which is all emotion. We want to go to the middle, which is the wise mind, which says, yeah. I'm afraid I realize physically this is something that I need. I emotionally want. How do I, how do I ease myself into that? Maybe my hugging or handshaking starts with the family or maybe it starts with people that I trust, you know, but to eliminate it all together or to have that overwhelming fear that I can never touch anybody again, we're getting into that kind of disorder category, right? We have to, how do we peel that back a little bit to try and figure out what's, what's exactly going on um, there where we've eliminated something that is just a part of who we are as human beings. Yeah. And something needed, right? Like, as you said, it's like biologically wired oh. into us to have that. Ab- absolutely. It a hundred percent is. And I mean, just, you know, we have not had the most shiny moments always in psychology. However, I yeah. will say that year after year, study after study from animals all the way in, in, in the human beings, we require physical touch cradle to grave. We require connection. Yep. Part of connection is physical touch. Yep. In and again, whatever form that we are that we are comfortable with, aside from this whole COVID thing, some people are great huggers anyway. They love it. Other people are like, I'm not a hugging person, but I, I handshakes are fine. Other people are just cuddlers and cuddlers and cuddlers and cuddlers. Yeah. So, but we require it as human beings some form of physical touch in order for us to grow up as healthy babies. We require physical touch. Right. That's the, all of the studies allude to the multitude of problems that we have when uh, children grow up without having any type of physical touch. So mm-hmm. beautiful. We have to be a part of our. I love it. Um, you know, the last little just two cents to this. You know, I've actually had a number of my clients. I've actually like been teaching them self-administered massage, and I know mm-hmm. I was like, I know it doesn't you know replace like a secondary person, but I'm like, you should be mm-hmm. massaging your feet, massage your hands, rub your head just to get that that tactile it's almost like a memory you know it's not someone else touching you but it's almost like oh right mm-hmm. touch right it's like t- it's grabbing right. grabbing something mm-hmm. and i think it's like it's been helpful for them people are like yeah it scratches the itch you know it's not it's not the same thing obviously but in any case um cammy thank you so much for you know you. Sh- sharing your wisdom um yeah just giving us that perspective from the mental health and kind of reiterating how important it is and kind of like a place that we need to be focusing on where we're going in the big picture too. That's been pretty helpful during this conversation. So I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. And if uh, people want to, you know, uh, track you, if they want to see what you're doing websites, like where can people find you in terms of social media and website? Uh, You can find me at soullegacytherapy.com. And that has all the social media handles that are all there. Um, and feel free to reach out if there's any questions that come up or somebody just even needs a suggestion for a resource or anything. Yep. Feel free to um, to reach out. I'll give you a virtual hug and send something back. So. <laughs> Great. I love it. And uh, just 
just to kind of flush out what you just said, uh, you know, are you, if people wanted to work with you, are you offering, you're doing distance consultations kind of right now? Is that how that works or does that, does that work? Or? Oh, you're opening up such a big door right at the end. <laughs> well, I'm going to be completely transparent and yeah. honest. Um, yeah. I, in a, for some people think it's a blessing. Some people think it's a curse. I fall under an essential service. And so my clients, I allow them to make the choice for themselves. Fair so enough. I still offer in person as a medical appointment. Um, yeah. And I offer them telemedicine if that's what they prefer. Mm-hmm. We have all kinds of precautions into place and everything for those folks that decide to come in physically. Um, but for some folks, this is the one thing um, that they say they can come in and not be shelter shamed for. So they're like, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. so they, they prefer to still uh, for some folks come in. So either or whatever works best for, for the individual. Okay, great. Well, great. It's good to know that that, that both both are on the menu. But I yeah, I had to ask because I know people. Still no hugs allowed. But yes, you're <laughs> right. most welcome to physically come in. The couch is still here. Okay, so you're good. fair enough. Yeah. Well, Cammy, thank you again. Uh, take care of yourself. Stay thank safe you. and healthy. And I um, appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay.